Have you ever tried traditional Iranian food? Uh, it's difficult because everybody says the great food of Iran is cooked in people's homes. Yes. This is a land of secret recipes passed down within families like treasured possessions. Mr. Tony, please. Beautiful spread of food. She's my wife and I'm a really lucky man. <laughs> She's a very good cook. Bejan, like so many other Iranians I've met, has been kind enough to invite me to his home. Yes, that is Anthony Bourdain. It's amazing how much Anthony Bourdain and Jesus have in common, how many ways their stories intersect. Many of Jesus's parables and sayings revolved around eating and dining, and dining with a great variety of people. In losing Anthony Bourdain, we lose a window into the message of Jesus. That message, to discover our communality with humans via the fork, the knife, the plate, the naan, and of course, the bread. So, welcome to podcast number 54 from Faith UCC in Dunedin, Florida. Listen to this week's episode as Mike McMillan continues the exploration of current events. Listen as he links Anthony Bourdain to World Communion Sunday. Yes, it can be done. Truly, no reservations needed because all are welcome. I think everybody here enjoys a dinner party, just as Jesus and his disciples did. Our scripture today comes from Luke chapter 4, verses 15 to 24. Uh, hear these words as Jesus is at a dinner party talking about dinner parties. One day at a dinner party, a guest asked Jesus, how fortunate the ones who get to eat dinner in God's kingdom. Jesus followed up, yes, for there was once a man who threw a great dinner party and invited many. When it was time for dinner, he sent out his servants to the invited guests, saying, Come on in, the food's on the table. They all began to beg off, one after another, making excuses. The first said, I bought a piece of property and need to look it over. Send my regrets. Another said, I just bought five teams of oxen and I really need to check them out. Send my regrets. And yet another said, I just got married and need to get home to my wife. The servant went back and told the master what had happened. He was outraged and told the servant quickly, get out into the city streets and alleys, collect all who look like they need a square meal, all the misfits and homeless and wretched you can lay your hands on, and bring them back. The servant reported back, Master, I did what you commanded and there's still room. The master said, then go to the country roads. Whoever you find, drag them in. I want my house full. Let me tell you, not one of those originally invited is going to get so much as a bite of my dinner party. In this story from Jesus, we see that many will be invited to the table fellowship, but few will truly accept its radical ways. So we continue uh, today with the sermon theme we are calling the last couple of weeks, current events, meaning things that are unfolding around us in our nation and in our world that we are talking about or that are weighing on our, our hearts and minds or that are polarizing us. 
in deep and engulfing ways. We have examined uh, two of those ways in the past couple of weeks by, by looking at judges and justice in light of the Supreme Court nomination of Brett Kavanaugh and a sexual assault allegation and those things colliding head-on with the Me Too movement. And then last week, we entered into the realm of Colin Kaepernick kneeling during the national anthem, that debate, and set the record straight about why it is, uh, why it is that he is kneeling and why Jesus, or he on the sideline of an NFL game, <laughs> funny image, would be on bended knee with him, protesting not the national anthem, but racial injustice and the killings of black men at alarming rates. It was yet another current event that churches are not talking about, but that they should be talking about. Now, if you missed either of those sermons, they are available uh, uh, via podcast on our website. And if you want to talk more about those issues, especially about what happened yesterday and in the past two weeks in our nation, we have a sermon talk back right after this. Get some hospitality. Stick around. We can talk a little bit about today's uh, sermon, but we can definitely talk about uh, what uh, has been happening in the last week and especially yesterday uh, with the appointment of Justice Kavanaugh to the Supreme Court. So please do stick around and let's make this a, a very engaging sermon talk back today. Now today things will be a little less <laughs> controversial as we celebrate World Communion Sunday and look at what the power of simply sharing meals and food and breaking bread together can have and bringing people together, something we desperately need right now in this nation and world, wouldn't you say? The World Communion Sunday's vision is just that, after all, that for one Sunday a year, one Sunday a year, churches all over the world share communion and remember Jesus' prayer that we all may be one, if even just for one day. A communion, in some form, is one of the ways that all churches are truly linked together, or the communion or Eucharist, as some call it, is done daily or weekly or monthly or quarterly or annually. As some, yeah, what's the point? Annually, as some denominations do. Uh, along with baptism, it remains one of the, the only things that unites us. 44,000 denominations, 44,000 Christian denominations. Communion is one of those things that, that unites us, if even just a little. And and even though denominations see communion differently, some see bread and wine transforming literally into the actual blood and flesh of Jesus Christ. Others see it as merely symbolic. Others yet still see it somewhere in the middle, however we see it. It serves the purpose of transporting us back in time to a meal Jesus shared with his friends. And more importantly, this is my contention, more importantly, it reminds us that this is not something that only happened once upon a time at this thing we call the Last Supper, but was something that happened all the time as Jesus over and over again dined with people of all sorts of types and sorts. Meals, table fellowship are truly the key to understanding our guy, Jesus. I mean, if we look over the totality of the scriptures, Jesus, it seems, was constantly sharing meals with people. And if he wasn't physically sharing a meal with a group, he was telling a story about people sharing meals together. For instance, in just two chapters of Luke, 14 and 15, 
we see all the evidence that we would ever need that Jesus liked to eat or liked to dine <laughs> with people often and that table hospitality was central to who he was and to his ministry. Chapter 14, this is just two chapters, even opens with the words on one occasion, Jesus was on his way to the house of the leader of the Pharisees to eat a meal. <laughs> I don't think he could ever turn down an invitation. It's my kind of guy. <laughs> the next section tells, in the next section, Jesus tells a story of a dinner party and that when you throw a dinner party, not to invite the rich and powerful, but invite the crippled and the lame and the blind and that you should celebrate lavishly. That word is all over the place. The next section, he tells another story, the one Mary just read for us. When someone throws a dinner party and invites all of these people and they don't come, one has to go home to his wife. I love that. I can't come. I gotta go home to my wife. <laughs> so he says, well, then fine. Forget all of you. Go get the poorest and the hungry and the lame. And then let's get them together. And let's celebrate lavishly. Bring in more and more and more. Chapter 14 ends with Jesus talking about salt. This man loved to eat and he knew his seasonings. <laughs> couple sections later, that's not enough. In 15, Jesus is still talking about parties. He tells the story of a lost sheep and upon how finding this single lost sheep, the owner throws a lavish party with all of their family and friends. Next section, Jesus tells of a woman who lost a coin, a coin. And how when she found the coin, what did she do? She threw a feast and a celebration with all of her friends and all of her neighbors. And if that's not enough, he then, right after that, tells the stores, 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 the stores,